0: Welcome to Kingdom Connection with Pastor Jensen Franklin. What would you say if I told you that God really likes secrets? I know, it's kind of a trick question, but God is very interested in the ways we give, serve, and love others that we do without being seen by others. Those good works that we keep quiet and to ourselves. What's more, whether it's our prayer life, our giving, or quiet acts of service behind the scenes, God promises to openly reward the good things we do in secret. Let's join Pastor Franklin as he opens God's Word and gives us a better look at this aspect of our Heavenly Father's heart.
1: All right, I want to focus on a couple of things, and I want you to notice in these verses how many times the word secret is found. I originally wrote this message, I want to say, at least 16 years ago. And Going through some things, I found it, and I never really preached the whole message. I preached little pieces from it and the Lord quickened me to it. And some of the things that I wrote in my own writing, handwriting, uh, moved me to my core because my mind reverted back to that moment in time when we had nothing uh, like we have today concerning what God has entrusted us with. Now look with me and listen to these words Uh, Matthew 6, verse 1, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds or your giving before men. Verse 3, but when you do charitable deeds, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deeds or your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will Himself reward you openly. Verse 6, but when you pray, Go into your room, and when you have shut the door, you're by yourself, you're isolated. Pray to your Father, listen to these words, who is in the secret place. Don't you love that? He is waiting for us in the secret place. He's always there. If you'll shut the door on the world and pull away from normality and say, I'm giving you this time, He is waiting in the secret place. Everything about your life, the questions you have, He is waiting for you in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will, will reward you publicly, openly, publicly. That's what that word means. Verse 16, and when you fast, don't do as the hypocrites to be seen in men. Verse 17, but when you fast, anoint your head And wash your face and brush your teeth. No, and wash your face (laughs) so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. Listen now, and your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret, he will reward you, no respecter of persons, you openly, publicly, publicly. I'm preaching today because that word secret is over and over and over. It's so obvious, God. This is a Bible principle. It will work for anyone who works it. I'm preaching today. God can't keep a secret. If he sees you do things in secret, it will not stay secret. He will reward you publicly. People will scratch their head and say, why does that happen for them? Why, why does that What is, why, why? Somewhere God and you got alone in a secret place and you kept to uh, your heart a vow that you made with God and he saw it. And he says, what you do in secret, I can't keep secret. I cannot keep a secret. God reveals secrets. There's a scripture in, Luke chapter 8, the parable of the sowing of the seed. And when it's all said and done, it falls on different ground. And everybody starts out all the grounds. He he gives, I think it's three or four examples of the kinds of grounds. And all the ground has the Word of God sown into it. But only one of the grounds produces a hundredfold. And this is what it says in the conclusion of that story. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will be, that will not be known or come to light. We almost see that as a negative, afraid God's going, you know, show all the bad stuff in our life that we do in secret. And certainly that would apply, I guess, you know, on the judgment day. But here's what I want you to see. He's, he's, all of this is in reference to the sower sowing the seed. And some of them, the cares of life and all of that, the busyness, it choked the seed out of their life. But then there was that one where it found on good, it fell on good ground and he's giving all this and what you did in secret, God saw it. Watch. Therefore take heed now for whoever has to him it will be given. This is a strange verse. And whoever does not have even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Now get this. He's saying there are two kinds of people. There are people who seem to have. In other words, outwardly, they act like they're the real deal. There are those who seem to have, and there are those who have. And only God can reveal the secret. And God says, when you do more than you seem to love God, you seem to be a Christian. You seem to want to please him. And then there are those who have the word. They have it. There's no question they have it. They have a heart for God and they have it. And when God sees you manifest that in secret prayer, in daily prayer, in daily devotions, in daily reading, you don't seem to have it. You don't say I'm saved, but there's not much fruit really, but you really have it. God says, I see the stuff you do consistently, secretly, and I will absolutely rewards you publicly in massive ways when you obey me and you love me and you don't seem to have it, but you have it. There's a big difference. This, this, is, this is where we are in the body of Christ right now. God reveals secrets by giving and by taking. Let me show you what I'm talking about. I promise I'm going somewhere. The story of Job is a great example. There was a meeting in heaven. The angels came before God. Satan came with them. And God asked Satan, where have you been? He said, I've been walking to and fro in the earth. And he said, and he said have you considered my servant Job? He fears me. He loves me. He pleases me. He honors me. He sacrifices to me. He does things on a daily basis. He sacrifices animals on a daily basis and worships me. And when nobody's looking, he's doing it. He doesn't seem to have it, he has it. And do you know what the Bible said? The Bible said, the devil said, let me take everything he has and you, he doesn't have it. He just seems to have it. This is what the devil is saying. He seems to have it. You let me take his money. You let me take his health. You let me kill his children. You let me mess with his marriage. You let me really let all hell loose on him. And even though he looks good right now and seems to be a good Christian, I promise you he'll curse you. He doesn't have it. He just seems to have it. And God said, I take the hedge down, go. God's watching you when you're going through trials, going through loss, going through setbacks. You either have it or you don't have it in those moments. Anybody anybody can have it when you're on top of the world, but when you really find out what you've got is when nothing is going right and it's not getting better and there comes something called the patience. The patience of Job. The patience of Job. God's timing. Waiting patiently knowing that you've got a word that he won't leave me. And though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. I don't just seem to have it. I've got it when I'm crying, when I'm standing at the funeral of a child, or I'm standing in the devastation of something that has hit my life that I never dreamed would come in my way. But that's not Uh, That's not just something. My faith and my religion is not something that I just seem to have. That's when I really have an anchor. And the devil said, let me do it. And at the end of the trial, God said, no, you were wrong, weren't you, Mr. Devil? He didn't seem to have it. He had it. And by the way, now he's going to get double. And God gave him double. God gave him double. Now, here's why I say... God reveals secrets by, by taking because he took from him and he revealed his heart. But then he turned around and gave him double by giving. When God gives to someone and he's, and he's letting someone receive something good, everybody should know that that person has done something in secret that God is now rewarding in public. God rewarded him publicly publicly And even the friends that talked about him, they brought gifts to him, great, great gifts, and restored his wealth. Every day, Job just kept sacrificing and God saw it. And when you're doing the right thing and nobody is looking and you keep on doing it, God can't keep it to himself. He says, I'm going to have to bless that one publicly. I'm going to have to do something right there because they keep doing it secretly. Let me give you this example now. Stay with me. Matthew chapter 4. Jesus is in the wilderness all by Himself in the secret place, fasting for 40 days. And the whole thing that happens is Satan comes and says, if you are the Son of God, it's all about a battle of His identity, His mission, His call. If you're called, if there really is a mission for your life, if you are who you claim to be, then turn this stone into bread. And Jesus refused to. He was by himself and he said, it is written. He was fasting and he was into the word and he said, it is written. Keeping the word. Satan hit him three times. Keeping the word. Keeping the word. Standing on the word. He didn't seem to have it. Jesus didn't seem to have it. He had it. When Satan can come against you just like Job, and you don't seem to have it, but I, I have it. What can the devil do with you when you go through and face him face to face and he had to leave for a season? He had to leave because Jesus kept saying, It is written, I, I don't just seem to have it, I have it. I want you to understand you may not be turning bread. stones into bread yet jesus but when the time is right when you come the bible said and he returned after the 40-day fast in the power of the spirit watch this now and his fame went out through all the region wow whoa he's in the desert by himself fasting praying seeking god humbling himself and he comes straight from that, the verse before it said, and he returned in the power of the Spirit. And the very next verse says, and then his fame went out. Jesus became famous. We're not trying to be famous, but my point, there's a real principle there. If you do something in secret, God can't keep a secret. And he, and he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout it from the rooftop. I'm going to give you a public victory because of your private consecration. Wow. That was God revealing secrets. He won the secret battle with the devil. If you can ever start winning the secret battles with the devil, it's a matter of time before God goes public with your victories. Jesus, every, listen to this now, this is so important. Every time you win a battle in secret, it is directly connected to a public victory that you're going to win in the future. Every time you win a private victory, it is in direct connection to a public victory that God will manifest. So when nobody's watching, God's watching. God rewards secrets. Now watch, watch. remember what happened in the desert. Satan came to Jesus and said, "If you are identity, identity." Now watch this: God rewards secret so much so that throughout his ministry people started attacking Jesus. They wanted to stone him, they want because he claimed to be who He was, but he won the identity battle in secret. And even when he was hanging on the cross, a Pharisee walked up and wagging his finger, said, you say you're the Son of God, come down off that cross. And if you come down off that cross, we'll believe you. Prove your identity. The reason he was able to stay on the cross and he won that battle was because he won it in private in the wilderness years before. And now when he's hanging on the cross, nothing can get him off of the cross. He doesn't have to prove his identity because he's fasted and prayed and won the secret battle that day in the desert. And now he's in his mission and his purpose to save the world and any other man would have come down. But he had won that battle privately. And now watch, now watch the public. Now here's the best part of the story. And just when you think, well, it's just going to stay secret. The very next part of the Bible says, and there was a centurion who walked over and saw Jesus hanging on the cross and Jesus died. And he starts screaming out in public, truly, this man is a son of God. Filled all that whole area up there. Everybody, the earth shaking. And when the earthquake was over, a man gets up and makes a public announcement. A centurion soldier to help crucify him. Surely. What's going on? Private victory, public victory. Samson had a secret vow. Did you hear me? He had a secret vow, the Nazarite vow, vow. You can't cut your hair, a razor to your face. He had long hair, beard. He did not drink wine. He would not touch wine. And he, uh, he, he would not touch dead things. He could not touch dead things. He had victory, not because of outside strength, But his victory came from a secret vow, secret consecration. What you do with Delilah in secret will be revealed. Don't ever let a Delilah spirit take your consecration. Your consecration in secret is what wins the battles in public. When he revealed and let Delilah take his secret consecration, he started losing the public battle with the Philistines. Oh God, help us. You think your business is blessed because you're such a hot shot. You need to get back to the secret place and you need to realize that you are blessed because God laid his hand on you. God shown his favor on you. God has raised you up and given you the power to get well and you better remember it and acknowledge it. I'm almost done. Listen, Joshua is about to take the city of Jericho and he needs a word from God. He's standing there and a man with a sword appears. He says, who are you? He says, I'm the captain of the host of the Lord. And then he gives this amazing instruction, take off your shoes. You're you're standing on holy ground. And the Jewish symbol for giving up rights and giving up ownership And humbling oneself is to take your shoes off. This over and over and over in the Bible. I don't have time to give you all the references, the story of Ruth, etc. When you are giving right to, when you are giving ownership to, when you're humbling yourself, it was even in the Jewish culture today, take the shoe off. In that moment, when in the secret place, in private, all by himself, he took his shoe off, As an act of humility and submission, fasting is humbling yourself before God. When He did that, all of the people might have thought that the walls were falling at Jericho because of the shout of God's people or all the marching. But the truth is, all that was was a public manifestation of a private consecration of a man whom the Bible said in private took his shoes off, fell down on his face and worshipped God. And then when he walked into the next day around those walls, the walls fell flat. Privately, God can't keep a secret. What you do in secret, He will reward publicly. Now, let me, let me close with this. How many of you, like me, we're watching the second day of the new year, NFL football game. And suddenly something happens on the field in the first quarter. A uh, tackle is made. And the man who did the tackle for the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills were playing the Cincinnati Bengals. And number three, everybody say number three. three. His name, last name's Hamlin. He went into cardiac arrest. His heart stopped beating. He had to be resuscitated. He was given CPR. He died in front of the whole world on the field. All of a sudden on Twitter, on Facebook, on everything, everybody. The number one trending thing was pray for number three, Hamlin. All of a sudden, wait a minute. Let me get this out. 80,000 people. It's like God on the first part of a new year interrupted regular scheduled programming. And he said, there's a young man, 24 years old, dead on the field. At that moment, a question had to be asked. The commissioner of football, business people, coaches, professional athletes, they all had to make a decision. Are we going to play or are we going to pray? Boy, I love the fact I watched it. I watched the players get down on the field and all of a sudden woke culture had a heart attack. All of a sudden, now, before there was a, you know, you know, they fired a coach in high school for having prayer on the field, but nobody's interrupting now. Nobody's having a fit now. Where in the world were the people, the atheists, no atheists, I, I almost wish that an atheist would have walked down there and said, no, no, you can't pray. I'd like to have seen those big old football players, what they would have done. All of a sudden, those football players had to make a choice play or pray. And at that moment, every one of those football players said, I don't care about my career. I don't care about my money. I don't care about my fame. I choose to pray. I choose to pray. And then the people in the stands prayed, and even godless people, all of a sudden, when they started praying, Coaches coaches who don't like each other walked over and put their arms around each other and said, we need to like each other in this moment because we got a dead boy. This is bigger than a ball game. This is a dead son laying on the field. And the Lord spoke to me and said, tell the people I interrupted normal schedules in the early part of the year to tell husbands to tell dads to tell moms if you will pray i can restart their heart if you can pray i can get the heart that's out of rhythm with god in your young person and i can restart their heart what are the lessons that we can avoid yeah a great quote mentors are shortcuts to success mentorship is learning through the pain of another person. There are two ways that people learn through mentors or mistakes. And I'd rather learn through somebody who made the mistake and I can learn through their pain than me make the mistake and go through that hell. Mentoring Moments with Jensen Franklin and Marcus Meekham. Now available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Kingdom Connection is a soul-winning ministry that is reaching the world through broadcasting, expanding into new church campuses, and global acts of compassion. By using the technology of today to fulfill the Great Commission, we are able to connect with countless people and reach hundreds of thousands of lives. Our broadcast connects with people like you all around the world with messages that speak to them. Our ministry exists to help build a connection for strengthening your faith and living out your God-given purpose and our missions and relief work help connect you to desperate situations, showing the love of Christ through global acts of compassion. We feel the time is right and God is leading us to grow, and that only happens when you partner with us through Connection Partnership. With as little as a dollar a day, you'll be helping us reach further than we've ever been before. To become a part of this ministry and enjoy exclusive partner benefits, visit us online at jensenfranklin.org. Hope starts with you. Together, we can do something incredible for the kingdom of God. Your support helps us preach the gospel to over 200 nations around the globe, produce inspirational resources, and continue support for outreach projects. All donations received through a campaign are subject to redirection at the discretion of the organization.